Department's rules are, Cyrus can come in here anytime. His patrons agreed, and everyone else looked the other way. Jack reached down to pat the magnificent dog on the head. Cyrus nuzzled his hand. Jack returned to his thoughts as he stared out the window. The weatherman had predicted a possibility of snow flurries later in the day. It was, after all, December, so snow flurries were to be expected. Just like last year, when the same prediction led to three weeks of Arctic air, and so much snow that the district had to shut down because there was nowhere else to move the white stuff. So much had happened during that short period of time. Charles Martin had flown the coop, Jack and Nicky had hit a rough patch, and he'd resigned to her initial chagrin. But in the end, she agreed because she just wanted him to be happy with his life. During the past year, her 12-member all-female law firm took on six new associates and seven new paralegals. The expansion was needed to deal with three class-action lawsuits that would make the firm gazillions of dollars. If the workload didn't kill everyone first, all they had to do was work 24 hours a day to make it happen. Sometimes... He didn't see or talk to his wife for days at a time. What the hell kind of life was that? Things were still sticky between the two of them, but they were both trying to work it all through. Alexis Thorne, Joe Espinosa's significant other, had given Espinosa the boot shortly before Valentine's Day, saying she preferred her job to her relationship, and she hoped that he understood that she couldn't do both. Espinosa did not understand, any more than Jack did. They'd cried into their beers way too many times the last ten months. Maggie Spritzer was back at the post as the EIC, after John Cassidy resigned because he didn't have enough time to go fly fishing. It had taken a lot of sweet-talking on Annie De Silva's part to get Maggie back in harness, but, finally, all the perks Annie dangled in front of Maggie won her over and she was once again calling the shots at the post. Not a bad thing, Jack had decided at the time. Or as Ted put it, she's out of our hair for now. Jack's little guy group, as he called it, had three new exclusive members and one long-distance member. The other members referred to it as an off-the-grid spy group. Whatever the hell that meant. The name conjured up all kinds of weird images and possible scenarios. Bert Navarro was the long-distance member, Dennis West, cub reporter, and Ted Robinson, hero worshipper, as well as a new billionaire, Abner Tukas, hacker extraordinaire, and Jack Sparrow, who out of necessity was called Jay for a little while, were the latest recruits to the -the off-the-grid Avengers Club. Jack let his thoughts wander to Myra and to Annie, who had settled in for the long winter ahead. The last time he checked with Myra, she was knitting. Knitting. She'd said she was making a scarf that was two miles long, and she needed a wagon to carry it in. Or, as Annie put it, one long line of colored yarn filled with sloppy stitches. Annie said she was taking cooking lessons and brushing up on her pole dancing. She had mumbled something about feathers on shoes, or maybe it was her white cowboy boots that she always wore. But he hadn't understood a word of what she was saying. 
What he did understand was that, unlike the others, who were running themselves ragged, she and Myra were bored out of their minds. Women. He would never understand them. Never. Isabel Flanders Tuchus was still in England, designing a New Age city, and had no downtime available for Abner, which pretty much left him at loose ends and ready to dive into the guy group. Yoko, it appeared, at least according to Harry, was happier than a pig in a mudslide with her plant nursery and raising Lily, which left precious little time for Harry, who these days was meaner than a wet cat on a treadmill. Catherine Lucas, fiancé of Bert Navarro, thrived on driving the open roads in her 18-wheeler, making two stops a month in Las Vegas for, as Bert put it, booty calls. He also said theirs would be the longest engagement in history because Catherine had no intention of ever...